Hello everyone and welcome back to the K-Coaching Podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset with the main discussions being around improving your relationship with food and body image. And on today's episode, I have my diehard best friend since we were 10 years old, <laughs> Sophie, finally got her on the podcast. Uh, it's been a long time coming, so yeah, absolutely buzzing to have her on. And it's so funny guys, we literally were on this for the last 20 minutes trying to get the Wi-Fi working. So if it is a bit glitchy. We are sorry about that. Um, but so, do you want to just give a small introduction? Who you are, what you do? Yes, it's just laughing because it's like we're literally both so technically challenged, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like this. Like it's now ten to twelve. We said we'd start at quarter past eleven. No, we actually said we started at eleven. Kate's yeah. like, I'm actually still eating food, which is proper Kate in a nutshell. It's like, I'm actually eating still. We do it quarter past like, eleven. I wasn't even home yet either. Like that's just literally us. So yeah, we got there in the end. So hopefully there's not a lot of glitches. Yeah. But um, yeah. So basically, yeah. My name is Sophie. I'm yeah a PT and now PT, but. Told me and Kate have been best friends since we were 10 years old. We started off horse riding together, and I told just our journey to now has just been a, a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, gone through the same secondary schools, we've moved schools, gone to the same second second schools as well. Um, just our fitness journeys have been like intertwined the whole way up, it's and even our years. yeah, yeah. So it's mad even sitting here now being on a podcast because, like. I even remember like being like with you during lockdown, like on our walks, we literally had like a religious walk every morning we do. And I swear those walks could have been podcasts as well, like if we recorded it. But I just remember even you manifesting like where you wanted to be in like whatever two years time. And now here we are sitting on your podcast. Like I hadn't even done my PT course. Like you were in the middle of yours. And now here we are, you know, so bad. that is yeah, actually yeah. mental when you actually say that because like our honestly those lockdown walks that we had were the best things ever we actually lived through them so every single morning like we what we'd leave at like six or half six in the morning wouldn't we we'd be they were really like yeah. early and I'm it was like six o'clock and now I'm like stuck to bed. Like, nine o'clock I'm like I used to get up at six for Kate but now I can't yeah <laughs> like no, how did I do I think I just afraid of you <laughs> like I have to get there on time <laughs> yeah that's oh, that's me in a nutshell as well like me and Sophie are so opposite that's it Sophie's like yeah I'll be there like six and then it's like quarter seven she's like shit sorry Kate I'm late whereas I'm there like so Sophie where are you like that it's so funny we're like so opposite Sophie's so chill like Sophie's so chill like it's we we I honestly we that's why we're best friends because if we're going anywhere, like even if we're going on a plane, oh my lord, loving God, like I'm literally, aren't I so panicky? I'm like, no, Sophie, we need yeah. to do now. We need like, to get okay. Yeah, no, literally. And Sophie's like, can you chill out? Like, <laughs> we balance each other out though, 100%. We balance each other out 100%. because there's other times when I'm really laxy daisy about things and you're like, Sophie, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> but um, so we do balance each other out. Like sometimes, I know do you know what I was actually weak at Kate I was listening to your last podcast and you were like your new year's resolution <laughs> I was like delighting the fuck up I was like literally I was like <laughs> I was actually in the car and I was like I actually laughed out loud I was like that is the best 
Lighten up, like lighten up. Like I'm so uptight. Like you know, I'm like I'm so uptight, and like honestly, that's why it's so good that we're together and that we balance each other out as best friends. Because like genuinely, Sophie would be like, "Hey man, why are you this stressed? Like you like it's actually nothing to be stressed over." And I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah!" And like always having you there just to say that to me, like it's just. For someone to point it out, like you like Kate, like you don't even need to be like stressing this much, you will get it done. Like, you know what I mean? I even remember with my dissertation. Actually, that was another one of our lockdown talks. If we could have recorded those talks, they were actually yeah. because guys, we used to go on two hour walks every morning. And like, we don't shut up. Yeah, we wouldn't shut up. Honestly, how do we have so like we actually used to have so much to talk about? But honestly, it's actually so nice because it was all the things that we were like wanting to do, like you were saying. So like it was like yeah. I was saying, like I wanted to move to Bali. I was saying I wanted to have a podcast, like do all those things. And I suppose it's not until you're like saying that out loud now that it's like, oh my god, like it's it's mental. And like you were saying, so if you're like, I want to do my PT and I want to be do my online coaching and stuff like that, and like look at you now like you know what I mean like oh my god it's actually insane like do you want to actually talk about that stuff and like want to do your online coaching like how all of that yeah. started and how it came about um and how you kind of got the push to to do it and follow follow the coaching side of things because for those who don't know Sophie's actually a qualified primary school teacher as well so that's another part that we sink in with. We both want to be teachers, which is so funny. But yeah, so he's qualified primary school teacher as well. And then now you're a full-time online coach. So do you want to kind of talk about that? So, so I suppose like just from growing up like at home and stuff, like my family would be very like, they would put a large emphasis on education and going to college. And I just felt a lot of pressure with having to do well in school. So I moved schools after TY, I went to like a grind school tutorial and you actually went there as well. Yeah. And like, I suppose like, like the stigma in there around, like you had to get like 500 plus points. Otherwise it's like, who are you? Like mm. you're, you're a low life basically. Like, you had to go to college, do something like, even if you did like an arts degree or something like they were just like, you need to get like 500 points and do medicine or whatever. And I just felt such pressure because I would be kind of, I suppose I would be quite competitive in that sense like but I didn't really know what I wanted to do like I've always had a love for fitness but I suppose at the time like it was either there was there wasn't like the opportunities that there are now with you know starting your own business working for yourself you it would have been kind of like I suppose looked down on a little bit as just being like okay well you're going to be just working on the gym floor in a gym um definitely you know and it's like, well, you don't need a, a degree to be a personal trainer and it was looked down on in Ireland especially if you don't have a degree and that's something I feel like it's it's improving like a lot of people are like pursuing their dreams and their dream jobs thank god but for our I think for our age group like there's 100% like yeah a lot of pressure around doing your leavings or doing well going to college and like I went to Mary I and I did primary teaching but like I didn't know what I wanted to do I really really didn't uh, and I just said okay look, primary teaching I'll have a job by the end of it it's a nice job like if yeah. summer's off but I was never like that person where I was like I want to be a teacher yeah. I was like do you know what it's a bad thing to do it's fine so I did that anyways went to Mary I and I just had it in my gut 
that I just wasn't for me so I found it really difficult I just really did feel really out of place I think the whole time in college like I felt like I had different values to the people I was around and I just didn't feel myself like I really didn't and it wasn't until like I suppose when I was in third year that was when we went into lockdown and that's when I really started to like come into myself and what I like to do on my own without the influence of other people because I was just a bit of a pushover went with the flow did what other people did like went out whatever but I just hadn't really found myself and I just I knew do you know what's so funny Kate actually I remember being in second year on placement in the library and I remember being like oh my god I'd love to start YouTube I'd love to do this I'd love to start posting on Instagram has urge has urge but no confidence I no confidence and I just always <laughs> wants to do that remember like when we were younger like oh lads honestly we literally did everything together we were tied at the hip and when yeah. we were younger remember like I remember you showing me like Sarah's day on YouTube yeah. and like, you're like Kate you need to watch this girl we were like genuinely I'd say 12 years old like obsessed with watching YouTube and you were so obsessed with it you were like oh my god like I'd love to do this you know what I mean and it's so funny as well Sophie just backtracking there you mentioning about college and like not really feeling like you fit it in and I think like we were very lucky that we had each other like we so we were obviously both Mary I as well but honestly I wouldn't what I would have done if I didn't have you in college as well because we we really like did help each other throughout college as well we used to like get up when I wasn't living out I was living out for one semester but even when we were living out together like we had each other as well then but like even though so yeah. year above me in college like I was so lucky to have her because like that like we have we obviously are best friends but like we had the same values and we didn't really fit into Mary I like we didn't fit into yeah. the scene because we didn't really want to go out and we didn't want to do all those like the college what this wasn't our thing yeah no, that just it wasn't us it wasn't us we didn't that's not how where we felt our best yeah 100 you know and like, no 100. So like I feel like yeah thinking back with lockdown I loved I actually yeah I loved it all I was around was and it really went to show that like your environment is everything because when I was like secluded from everyone else in that group that was really bringing me down like subconsciously as well when I was just spending all my time with you and then do my own thing I just felt like and I wasn't drinking I wasn't going out I was just doing my training like my bit of college work whatever I just never felt so good in myself and just so positive and like it just goes to show that like your your environment is everything it's everything if you have to be around a group and pretend and and like you know like make yourself fit in and be a little bit quieter smaller you know not express your values like it's it takes such a toll on you like it takes such a toll on your your soul it really does That's so that, that was a pinnacle turning point for me I think lockdown um from there and then I did my final year like I was on placement for the first half so I still wasn't back to college second half was at home and I loved that that was lockdown and then I remember submitting my FYP which was submitted I will never late. forget that <laughs> I will never forget that I will ne- never forget you been like you're oh you're my god so organized falling crying at the table <laughs> yeah tell them about that like tell them about, I remember you no I actually remember this so well okay so you were like Kate I was like you had the whole thing like 
done to perfection. Sophie is a perfectionist, by the way. So she, everything was done to perfection. It was reread, I'd say, a million times. Like, there wouldn't be a thing out of place. That's just the way, like, yeah. Sophie is a thing. Like, she's amazing. And I was like, I remember you ringing me ball and crying me, like, <laughs> my FYP is late. I was like, what? I was like, hardly, like, hardly. Um, do you want to tell them what happened? <laughs> Basically, this is so me. Like, this is me just being poor, like, in me, like, chill, like, it'll be fine, it'll be grand. <laughs> so literally what happened was I had it done like I had it done I was like ah it's done I just had to put my, the page numbers on it like it's grand it's done so it was due that day and like I was like all I have to do is my page numbers it's fine <laughs> then I remember I went training like I went training that day and like I was like ah my FYP is due today and they're like do you submit it yet I was like no it's not due till five o'clock and they're like why didn't you submit it already and I was like be fine I'll go do it I go home and then whatever happened was I couldn't couldn't figure out how to do the page numbers <laughs> and the index and like I, I and oh it's like whatever how many pages it was and I just couldn't figure it out so then I had to put them all on manually and then it was just a nightmare essentially but yeah it didn't and then turn it in the thing turn it in basically oh, to use sorry. a software I'll turn it in and it closed at five o'clock and I was there five trying to put it through and it was one minute past five and it and it closed we had to email the college and be like, can I send you my FYP, please? Um, but because it was locked down, they were really nice. And they were like, I was like, I never know. again. I, was, I just meant to show that, like, I didn't really care. <laughs> I, I didn't know. really care. I, like, I was like, I don't want to do this anyway. Do you know? know. Um, I know it's an awful thing to say. But, like, I just, yeah, I just did it. Yeah. Take the box. Okay. Yes. Couldn't wait to be done. And then the minute I submitted my FYP, I don't even think I had it submitted yet. I applied to do elite um, a personal training course. I was like, I'm doing it. And I remember having no money. I remember I had like 500 euro in my account. And I remember the, the deposit was 500 euro. And I remember I was like, he was like, the spaces are filling up now. Like, do you know what? I was on a consultation call and I was like, I don't book this now. I'm booking it. Like, and I remember you were going to Tenerife and you were gone to Tenerife and I was stuck at home and I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not being stuck here. Like, hey, yeah. working in Tenerife, I would only love to be able to go to. And I was I just would like, never no. forget that because I, yeah. I remember, like, literally, I was like, what am I going to do without? So, because we literally just had each other, like, on those lockdown walks. Yeah. Like, it was like every single morning. And I was like, I was so like, like I was literally like saying to you all the time I was like you could be coming with like I was like you were set up now which like you easily could have been like you could be coming with me and then you were like no Kate I'm doing it and I was like you are doing it like I was like I do not care you're doing it and you did you were like Kate I remember never forget it that morning that walk and you were like Kate like I've signed up for it and I was like literally nearly crying I was like thank god like because as well guys it's important to know like Sophie you want to be a PT before I wanted to be one like you I'll never forget oh, like, since you were like I, I can't even remember but like since I'd say TY like so you're about 16 where you were talking about it then and like it wasn't even a yeah. thing then like fitness wasn't as like big then like not many mm. people were doing it I suppose and you still that's still what you wanted to do you know what I mean yeah I always knew something to do with the fitness industry but it wasn't it wasn't there then you know yeah. 
So then I was like, that was the real kick I needed when you were going to Tenerife. And I remember that morning, like, I remember when you were like, it was the last walk and you were going, whatever, it was the last time I was going to see you till you came home. And I remember getting in the car and I was like, tell me. So I was like, I bawled to go oh. home. I I remember it. Just really put into perspective that it's like, if you want to do something in life, no one else is gonna do it for you. Like I was like, I have if I want to do this, I'm gonna have to get up, do and do it. Do you know what? I'm gonna spend uh, the summer working on it. I'm gonna study my PT course and then I'll be able to come with her next time or I'll be able to do the yeah. same, do you know? But it's like, there's no point wishing or be like, oh yeah, whatever, I might do it. It's like, like literally watching you go is like, okay, right, get your shit together because That's it's not going to happen. Otherwise, you're going to be a teacher forever. Do you want to be a teacher forever? No. So I was like, okay, this is the time to do it now, do you know? And Sophie, that was something actually that like you, I remember like, that you did struggle with is in when like kind of no I suppose not imposter syndrome but kind of fear of what other people would think you know what I mean I think I'm posting on Instagram and social media because obviously where me and Sophia are from is a very very small place uh, so to say in rural Ireland it's a very small yeah. place and I suppose we never fitted in like that we never ever fitted in growing up throughout school like ever like we were always kind of on the outside like do you know what I mean and then the same in Mary I we didn't really feel like we both fitted in there but we always had each other which was lovely and then do you want to just kind of talk about so how like how you got over that fear of caring what other people thought about you and like posting on social media and stuff I think because that was something you did initially struggle with yeah 100% and like I think I just got to such a place where I was so stagnant and I just felt so lost when I this was basically that summer I was doing my PT course and then I got my first teaching job and I was like okay this will this will pay for the rest of my PT course that was kind of what I was saying and I was like look whatever I'll do my jury which is basically like like your higher diploma in teaching so you have to get a job and whatever you're inspected and stuff um so I did that and I was like look I'll have it done so I did my PT course on the weekends while I was doing that and it kind of got to a place where I was doing both and I just I loved the PT side so much and I was like that could be my life but I knew that if you if I if I didn't start posting on Instagram you know I wasn't going to get anywhere with it um like I might you know get a job in the gym floor or whatever but I didn't want that either really like I wanted I had a goal of yeah working for myself starting my own business I was like it's just not gonna happen so I had severe imposter syndrome like I really did um but I actually first step I suppose towards I suppose gaining confidence was I got like counseling essentially like kind of like therapy but it was directed by someone I know who I met actually in EOS and we actually used to play music together. He was like my music manager in EOS. I knew him really well, but he started um, counselling. So his, it was actually crazy. Like his bio, I remember on his Instagram of his new business was like helping um, female entrepreneur entrepreneurs um, get unstuck or whatever. So I was like, I need this. So I did like therapy. And do you know what it was? It was like, we had to do so much digging and so much deep like self 
work. Um, and that's what really helped me in moving forward because I had so much, like I had these tendencies, like people pleasing tendency. I, I had um, imposter syndrome. I had a lack of self-confidence. Um, like even me being on a podcast today speaking, like my own experience, like never. Like I, I genuinely couldn't have written an Instagram, like a caption on a post, even if it was something on a squat. And I'd be like, that's definitely not right. Like someone's going to read that and be like, hmm that's incorrect <laughs> or uh, what are her qualifications to tell others that she can that this is how you squat like I bet you she can't even squat you know that's what would go through my head so I was like I just felt so stuck but it's basically like I just had so like my past and like my childhood experiences and so on like different relationships and friendships had such an impact and it's so crazy of how much different experiences you know have such an impact on like behaviors that you adopt and like coping mechanisms so like all those tendencies came from that and we just did so much digging and all this stuff came to the surface of things that happened to me that I had I genuinely like forgotten about and yeah. um times when someone might have slagged me or embarrassed me or something I might have said that people would be like oh watch her saying that blah, blah. and um they just stuck with me and then that's that's what it was so that was the main point, I suppose, in yeah, developing more self-confidence. And it was lovely, like having the accountability with that as well. Yeah. So it's the same with like coaching, like what we do others, it's like, yeah, okay, he could tell me you need to do this and you should do that. But it was like I had him every week, like accountability of hey, what did you do this week? That like pushed you outside your comfort zone and he really pushed me. Um yeah. and then it's mad looking back, like now it's literally like second nature and then obviously you pushed me so much as well um and just like seeing your attitude like then you at the time remember you were like doing live workouts and jumping around and I was like no one actually gives a fuck did you oh, get me like and I was like please no like, like, so I was I like okay driving down to Galway for my birthday Sophie got me um and I'd away for my birthday in Galway and we were driving down and I remember like, I just would always look at you and be like, you are like so amazing, like so inspiring. Like your like knowledge in the fitness industry was just absolutely incredible. And I suppose I was kind of getting frustrated because of, I could see the amount of potential in you and like, you couldn't see it in yourself. And it would drive me up the walls because I'd be like, you can do anything like I'd be like you can do more than anything I'm like anything you set your mind to you can do and I was like Sophie like you know what I mean I used to see just so much in you because you're honestly incredible you're so smart like you everything going for you and I'm like what like I'm like you can do it like I'd be like come on I'd be getting so frustrated wouldn't I get so angry though I'd be like Sophie come on you were like come on I remember like in the car you took my phone she yeah. took my phone and she was like she literally my first ever like proper post he wrote it like Kate literally did it <laughs> off my phone she got a load of videos of me doing like different legs like leg day and she goes hey tell me about this and she was typing everything as I was saying it while I was driving and then like she had the whole post but like I said what the caption was but she typed the whole thing out had it already had it on like all done out and um she just clicked I just post. posted it yeah like, like, just post it and I was driving to Galway so like I wasn't going to be on my phone for like another hour or whatever and I was like did you post it and she's like yeah look people are liking it look they're liking oh, it I was like oh. Oh, I, was like, I just remember your anxiety <laughs> no I was like oh my god but then I was like I had no choice 
because yeah. driving I was like okay leave it up leave it up yeah and then I was like oh god like what happened few people liked it people probably skimmed through oh look there's a leg exercise as opposed from Sophie whatever and moved on like I thought people always knew I went to the gym anyways it wasn't like a surprise to people that it's just like ah. oh suddenly she now went to the gym. I always was but it was just that aspect of it like I remember even like <laughs> it's so funny I remember even you were like to me you're like Sophie like you're vegan and everything like why don't you just post like pictures of your food and your stories and what you eat before you train or whatever like that would be so cool and I had like a camera roll full of food pictures food pictures and I was like yeah, I have a few pictures. I literally had like loads of content in my camera roll I could have had. And you were like, are you messing? Like, that's literally like content there. And I was like, yeah, but like, I just couldn't do it. I was like, yeah, I will, I will, I will. But then I never did. I remember even just putting up a picture of a bowl of porridge on my story before training. Oh, I, I was like, porridge before training. And I was like, oh no, that sounds weird. And I was like, porridge. And I was like, you won't see my porridge. I was like delete. And I was like, no, I can't do this. You get me? Like, it's just so funny. How you're like, and then I put it up, and I was like, oh, people. Like, you, I was checking in. He was looking at it, and I was like, it's a bowl of porridge. Like, yeah, like, like it's not that deep. So we like, but that's just the way it was at the start. And then you were like, so we, you should come on and talk in your stories. And I was like, are you joking me? How am I ever gonna get to that point? I like I yeah just, I was like never gonna get I actually point. remember you doing your first Q&A so vividly and yeah. I was like Sophie like you can do it like like I was like you can actually do it and I was like I used to be getting so mad here like if I was like you'd be like okay I'm gonna do it this evening and I'm like okay we're going walking tomorrow so like you have to have it done like you know what I mean I'd be like you have to do it and you'd be like okay and then if you didn't I'd be getting ready to be raging like I'd be full blown yeah yeah but like look at you now though do you know what I mean do you think Sophie like was it initial like leaning into the discomfort I suppose of like overcoming it and then just the more you did it the more you were like okay like I'm actually helping people here the amount of people that are applying and interacting with everything I like love doing like do you know what I mean there there's people that I'm helping here and I suppose when you see the bigger picture of like I'm actually here to help people and I'm putting out stuff that I like watching as well and like the main my main reason for doing this is because this is what I want to do and this is what I love and I think once you see that that's the main thing like that's the main reason why you're doing it you kind of don't give a shit you're like well if anyone has anything to say or doesn't like it they can just unfollow me exactly it was yeah I suppose it was once I like determine like what my niche was and like okay why are you doing this what's the purpose behind your business like who do you want to help and I was like I want to help girls that were like me and that was it and I was like okay so once I started speaking to those girls I was like okay obviously this like the boys follow me from school or whatever the people who have like no interest in what I'm going to be posting but like they're not my target audience I don't care like I don't care like they can follow me they can unfollow me whatever but it's not about that it's about like spreading like okay this is what I'm about this these are my values and like this is what my coaching is going to look like and yeah. that that was it really I had that motivation there to be the person I suppose that like I would have needed to see when I was going through my own struggles with like my relationship with food and stuff so that yeah. was do you want to talk that about that so like that like that kind of journey do you want to talk about like I suppose what you were struggling with when you were growing up kind of thing and then how you kind of overcame that yeah I suppose it's actually mad as like 
even start talking about it because I feel like we've both been through like really similar journeys with our relationship with food and I think like over the years like we have both been like a positive influence on each other but also we've also had a negative influence on each other too without realizing because we used to do it like we're so we were so close we used to do things together like if you were doing something I was gonna do it if I was doing something you do it too um and like just even thinking back I think it stemmed back like stemmed back from like early on to be honest like I always as a kid like I never worried about food I used to be a kid that used to like I live in an estate as you know and when I when I was a kid like I used to be outside playing all the time did loads of different sports um <laughs> like I was so active but I used to eat so much food and I loved food like I was that child who used to go into all my neighbors houses and have a dinner in nearly like two or three different houses a night genuinely like oh Tiernan's having carbonara I go in there and then I go to Abby's house or whatever that was the way it was and we'd go yeah. we'd, when Centre out there's like a shop Centre beside my day I used to watch Centre like four times a day because there's nothing else to do and I'd get something every time and I was like whatever like I didn't have to worry about but my we were always foodies so like even when we were horse yeah. like we used to always chat about that but like we were I suppose because we were so active as kids like we really were we were never sitting down we were so active yeah. but like we get like chicken rolls, we get sweets, we be like, do you know what I mean? Just like normal yeah. kids, I suppose. Literally, you literally. Know? Like, the more, yeah, like normal. And I'm so happy that, like, I can say that. But it was when I suppose I went into secondary school and, like, that was it. Like, I suppose, like, like Instagram coming out and just, yeah, being in secondary school. Like, I went to an all girls school as well. So, like, in primary school. So, like, you know, no one paid any heat to, like, body image really or anything like you were like a baggy tracksuit like Canterbury's to school yeah. and like no one knew like we weren't really conscious of each other's like bodies or anything like that and I, I definitely wasn't anyways I suppose as well like in second in primary school sorry I was always like kind of like the smallest person in the class and this kind of I was thinking back and I was like I was always so used to being like the shortest the smallest and they were like oh Sophie's so small like whatever and then as I started to hit puberty and go into secondary school and like we used to wear we used to become like quite I suppose yeah body conscious of like being in a mixed school or whatever and like seeing different different people and this was going through puberty as well like seeing your body change and we used to wear these long skirts down to the ground so in school Monday to Friday like you'd be in a skirt so you wouldn't really see your body or anything like that and I remember just starting to notice my body changing when I used to have to like you know non-uniform days I'd be like oh my god my thighs I used to think my thighs were so big or whatever and I used to I could feel my body changing and at the time as well it was like that skinny ideal as well was like the trend for bodies and it was like you know Instagram had just come out and it was all like in like just skinny fitspo like that's what it was and it was like try this challenge and it was just about being like skinny and like I don't have that build like I don't like I never will like I'm not like I've quite a sporty build like and I always have as a kid but at the time I just used, was like oh my god I'm I'm big like I just thought I was big um and I was just striving to be that in a small body and I wanted that I remember even like like looking back on pictures with you of like pony camp and being like look at my legs there like when we were in like sixth class I was like look at my legs they were so skinny like now look at them and I used to be like oh my god I shouldn't have I shouldn't have started eating chicken rolls or whatever you know like I, I didn't even realize I had such skinny legs now I'd love skinny legs and I just wanted 
to be skinny like that's literally all I cared about so I started to use exercise then as like yeah I started to use it like I remember even as like a 13 year old in my room doing like um you know Jillian Michaels like I remember she had like kind of these hit workouts on YouTube and stuff and I remember starting to do them in my room and I remember feeling like I was so ahead I was like oh I know how to like get skinny now like uh, fitness wasn't a thing like no one yeah. used to work out like no one used to work out like that or go to the gym or anything I was like oh my god I'm doing all these exercises and like I started to see kind of changes but I was I've just tied myself to those like workouts and when it um, comes to like the food side of things Sophie were you like trying to change what you were eating as well alongside it or would you would you say it was more so just focused on kind of exercising I think at the start it was definitely more exercising and I didn't understand calories and stuff but then as I got towards like I say third year third year fourth year like I I downloaded my fitness pal I remember having my fitness pal or even earlier to be honest and I'd I I gained an awareness of what calories were and stuff um and I'd have my calories set at a target weight of whatever like lose this per week mm-hmm. um and they were my calories and then I'm pretty sure they were probably in around like 1200 or whatever at the time so then I had like a you know a skewed view of how much food I should be eating and I was like oh my god so I was eating so much food like and then I I yeah so I saw it I did develop an awareness of what calories were um from a young age but it wasn't like it wasn't healthy and I didn't have an awareness of like macros or anything like that, like that obviously um I didn't know how much food I needed to eat um and then like I suppose when I went to tutorial then in like fifth year sixth year I was really into the gym as well um and yeah I, I was doing Muay Thai and like I was quite active I used to go to the gym every day um and I remember like my mom like at the time when I was like 50 or she used to kind of make me lunch and I just used to eat what she gave me and they were always really healthy lunches so at that time I didn't really know what I was consuming but then I remember it was sixth year yeah it was sixth year we went on holidays right at the end of fifth year and I remember we went to Spain remember remember that (laughs) tell them about that the lead up to Spain I was just I wasn't even really tracking food no we weren't I was I was under eating severely went to Spain I'd say I'd never been so like gaunt and then me and you were on holidays together in Spain and I was in fifth year you were in TY and then we were like let's use this time to get really imagine we were like two of us were like we're using this holiday as our goal imagine like I was like what 15 at the time 16 And you were like 17 and we both were like, let's use this holiday to get as skinny as we can. Like, oh my God, I actually forgot about that, that we did do that. Yeah. Like, we ate nothing. We ate nothing. And do you know what's so funny as well? Like, I remember we'd like eat nothing, whatever. And we we were doing those Jillian Michaels workouts. So like, and we were running. We workouts, like, yeah. And we were and running. We were running in, the heat. in the heat. Yeah. Like, it's actually shocking. But like, that's what we genuinely did. And we were like, that's how far it stemmed back from like that obsessive behavior um we were so like with Sophie weren't we like we were so like we genuinely didn't think we were doing anything bad to our bodies this is the thing we actually we actually perceived this as like being fit and this is what we needed to do to be skinny but we didn't we were very naive like we didn't think we were 
it wasn't coming from a place I suppose of punishing ourselves or like punishing our bodies we were just like this is what we need to do to to get skinny you know wasn't it yeah we're like this is what healthy people do we're like this is what fit and healthy people do that's what I thought yeah and it's funny as well it's like we were under eating so much that we'd kind of go out for a meal once a day we went to this like Italian or Spanish restaurant beside our apartment and like just thinking back now Kate like I remember before we'd order, we'd order the salad, right? We're like, we have to get the salad. Yeah. But then they'd always bring all the bread before the salad would come out. And me and you would be so ravenous. Like, just thinking back, we would eat about a full, like, Pasta. baguette of bread. Yeah. Like, and we'd be like, eat some more and, like, dipping into, like, um garlic aioli because we were so hungry. <laughs> so we were probably, like, you know, we were eating back up our calories there but like it was pure like oh my god the bread the bread the bread we we're so hungry right. and then we would eat the salad and then we wouldn't eat anything else yeah but it Mad. was like, we normally that was yeah that was like this kind of start so wasn't it and then when you came home from when we both came home from holidays like wh- where do you think it went from from there like did you think it manifested more into like trying to always stay small or did you put on weight and then you're like oh my god I need to lose it again or what what way did it go from there so from there I remember that I had a lot of social occasions and stuff that summer when we came home so I noticed that I did put back on like a bit of weight but like it was healthy weight like it was weight I needed like I I was just back to my normal size like Uh, a healthy weight but I I was like oh my god for people to know Sophie that like you were always you were never overweight you were never you know what I mean you were always at a healthy weight like you always sat at a healthy weight I think that's important for people to know that for that like you didn't lose any in the first place you know yeah no never never to be honest never um you're in around the same clothes size my whole life to be honest like but when I came home anyways I felt myself like losing whatever progress I'd made on that holiday with you because obviously wasn't able to keep up what we were doing um so then I went back to school and my school the school I went to it was a grind school so we didn't have a uniform and that was a really big thing that like you had to yeah wear your own clothes to school and I suppose like there was a lot of body checking like I remember being very conscious of other people's bodies comparing myself with other people's bodies and yeah just feeling like just having bad body image I suppose in secondary school um I was being very conscious of my body all the time. Like all the time I would think about my body, what I looked like all of the time. And it was so consuming. Um, so then I remember what my friend, um, she was like, oh, she wanted to lose weight at the time. And I was like, I'll help you. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I'll help you. And so then she was trying to lose weight, whatever. I was bringing her to the gym. But then we both got so addicted again. And like we got to a stage where we were like, and it came up in my memories um this is sixth year we started writing up what we were going to eat on a whiteboard in our kitchen and it would be like 100 calories a special k breakfast um skinny soup for lunch um a a fish cake and whatever salad for dinner and crackers and hummus when I came home like that was it It was like striving for like thousand calories I say it was and like I remember coming home and doing like on my lunch coming home so I was um I was living out I was kind of like in dig sort of coming home and doing a hit workout in my room and going back to study then afterwards and then yeah it, it kind of continued like that for sixth year I suppose and yeah 
kind of went from there college the same but I kind of yo-yoed back and forth but I definitely did like my weight would definitely fluctuate a little bit you know um and then yeah it basically kind of just went like that on and off for and years when did like, it, it was to like a point that. where you were like okay like I really need to do something here like I really need to start like improving my relationship with food food and like my body image like I, something needs to change um well basically like it started off with like hiring my first coach like that was definitely a step in the right direction for me because I had no idea of how much I should be eating at all um it got to a stage where I was at the end of lockdown I was really under eating again during lockdown um and I got to like a, yeah, a really low weight and then everything opened open back up and I remember joining back up Muay Thai and then I started boxing so my energy expenditure was through the roof and I remember like just I was working as well in a bar so I was really active like I'd do shifts whatever my steps were through the roof and the calories I was eating um during lockdown and kind of during the summer and stuff I just they, they, I couldn't I couldn't live off them and I just I couldn't understand I was like oh my god I keep going over my calories I was getting so frustrated so I try so hard to stick to them but every night I'd end up going over them and I was like oh my god I failed again I'll try, I'll try again tomorrow that was kind of the mindset not well maybe your calories are too low bring them up a bit and you'll be able to stick to them like you're not eating enough um so it went like that and then I remember just get like going into towards like the binge eating um and like this may be a bit triggering for some people to listen to um but like it got to a stage where it was like yeah binge eating every weekend like it didn't matter what was in front of me at all um binge eating past the point of like feeling sick and like sometimes like even like yeah making myself sick like eating past point of yeah that point and, and making myself sick basically um and then it got to a stage where it was like I couldn't eat anything that would make me feel full without wanting to get sick like even if it was like bread like I remember even coming home from placement and I remember having training at like it was four o'clock or something and coming home from school and I was like we had to have a slice of toast and I toast the bread put a bit of butter on it whatever and then I'd have another one then I had another one and I had another one and then suddenly like I was literally eating just plain bread out of the out of the packet like not even putting butter on it like literally like wiping it into the butter not even putting a knife to the butter because I was just like I couldn't stop I think I ate like more than half a pan of of bread I think that's what like like that's something as well I suppose is that we also have in common the two of us it's it's funny how our stories sync up and and we're best friends but how like binge eating like like that's the difference guys like that's exactly what I went through as well so like like binge eating is very like you cannot control it you know what I mean and I suppose it's really scary isn't it so when it gets to that point where you're like you're literally just eating and, and you actually can't stop like you can't yeah do you know that's the difference because stuff a lot like people talk about oh I binge and it's like that's not a binge that's just overeating and like we all overeat like we indulge that's okay that's different but actually engaging in binge eating is a lot different and that's literally how I would describe it like okay starting with the slice of toast getting it ready put on a plate spreading your whatever making a sandwich spreading your butter on it and then it turning into literally you mean like oh, just one more one more one more and just grabbing plain slice of bread not even bothering toasting it because you actually don't yeah. want to wait toast it and not, not putting like 
spreading anything on it with a knife you're literally like I literally remember just like wiping it across the top of the butter and like scooping it up like it was literally like and I remember just that point and that happened a few times and I was like I actually can't I can't keep going and then I went training and I was like okay I'll burn it off the training it's fine I won't do it again tomorrow that was the kind of mindset I had I used like my boxing and I used my time stuff as as a means to burn off the calories I'd consume when I was binging so it was like that cycle um so that was when I knew okay I need to I need to get a coach I need someone to help me so I hired a coach and I basically was reverse dieted and my calories are going up and I was like oh my god this is amazing like I'm eating so much food but because my energy expenditure was so high I actually started to lose body fat and I started to look leaner I actually started to feel happier in my body composition because I was eating more food but it was because I was just so active like it was just it was just because I was reverse dieting from under eating but I thought okay I'm eating more food like my relationship with food is so good but it wasn't like I actually wasn't actively working my relationship relation with food I was being handheld to eat more food yeah but I was still religiously weighing it I still wouldn't go over the target calories like yeah I'd have an anxiety attack if I, was I would over say that same so I was the exact same like I was put through my I said that before I went through like my improvement phase of where I was like it's a coach was giving me more calories to eat because I was going through like a bulk or an improvement phase but because the coach was giving me the calories I was like I can eat this because someone else is telling me I can eat it and I think that was the same for you it was like someone was telling you that you were allowed this amount and that's why you're eating it wasn't Mm. because you taught yourself that you were able to eat these certain foods 100% 100% and I remember just having that disbelief but I did trust them like you know so yeah. I was like I know I trust yeah. you and then I was like oh my god and then I remember like seeing the scales go down and I was so happy I was like oh my god I'm so but what if the scales said and I remember that was the first kind of point and I was like oh whatever Do you know what that, that doesn't apply to me because scales going down so that was kind of pushed back I was like whatever but at the time it was like that is actually like a bit of a red flag there that I was celebrating the, the scales going down but it didn't need to go down yeah but I was so happy I was like, oh my god it's still going down yes like winning whatever yeah. um, it was feeding into that you know that the person I was um so basically yeah like I just kept my calories kept increasing so as my calories increased like obviously binge eating stopped um I didn't feel restricted but I was still Again, and I entered a gaining phase but it wasn't I wasn't repairing my relation with food I didn't I still didn't have a good relationship with food it was totally masked by the fact that I was just allowed to eat more food because yeah. my coach told me so yes. and like to be honest like it wasn't even it wasn't even their fault like I was totally in denial as well like it yeah. wasn't even that it was a it wasn't obvious like I was yeah. so good at hiding it I was like no I'm just so like religious with my food like I'm just so on point that I hit all my macros every day and I hit all my calories but look I'm eating so much food like how could I have anything wrong with my relationship with food but I really did but even you like I remember at that time you'd just started coming to terms with the fact that you needed to work on your relationship with food 100% it was that I was so denial it was that time because it yeah. was when I was going to Tenerife was the time where I was like okay so like I was like remember saying to you I was like I need to sort this out like I need help you know what I mean like I was like yeah. 
this is where that was where my binge eating was at its worst and I was also going through like an improve a gaining phase but like I was mastering my binge eating through my gaining phase but I was really like aware and I was like I need to sort this out like I was like this is not okay um and that's why I was going to Tenerife as well that was one of the main reasons because I just had to like I needed to do it by myself like I needed the headspace to be alone and like to be able to do this by myself kind of thing I was like I need headspace and I need to sort myself out you know what I mean but I think you like like you were saying there so that like you actually genuinely were like no I'm actually like you were probably telling yourself no I'm fine like as in in the sense of like your relationship with food like you were like no sure I'm grand like I'm eating all this food but you're again you're still so religious about tracking like nothing would be out of out of like do you know what I mean nothing would be Mm -hmm. out of place you know and then no you I like I remember like we both used to do it like we try and justify if we were eating out we try and justify it we could never like two is we could never go out for food imagine like we could never go out for food without coming up with excuses of like justifying it like we'd always be like we'd go out for food but we'd be like but it's fine because we were walking this morning and we went to the gym earlier or we're going to be doing this tomorrow and like we'd always have guilt around it and we would always be finding ways oh this is probably this amount of calories like we could never actually go out and just enjoy food for what it was as well like you know so when when did you kind of realize then so that you're like okay like I do want to improve my relationship with food like I do want it to get better and I don't want to be consumed by like calories and having to count every single calorie and macro like when when did you kind of realize that it was when but basically behind all of this like I was still boxing and training and it I suppose you're a weight class athlete when you're a boxer so I always knew that I was gonna have to make weight someday for a fight and I picked a weight in my head by the way which was like a lower weight than what I compete at now because I just wanted to compete at the lower weight but using that as like as an excuse a way of losing losing more weight essentially mm-hmm. um but anyways so I basically a competition was coming up um so I needed to start dieting for that competition and go back into a deficit so I went into a deficit from there and it wasn't until I suppose it wasn't until the end of my deficit when I went back up into maintenance that it really was brought to the forefront that you're not okay you don't have a normal relationship with food like I was actually I never felt more stuck because obviously in a deficit like you're seeing like body composition changes and it can be very motivating especially if you're in that place where you've such poor body image and I thought I did struggle a lot with body image when I was in the end stage of my gaining phase as well so I couldn't wait to be lean again I was like I can't wait I'll be lean now when I go and cut weight for this fight whatever so that kept me motivated and it was like I, I didn't have a choice to do it because I was like well if I don't like stick to my deficit I'm not gonna make weight so I was like uh. whatever had to do it and then whatever happened I didn't get my boxing book on time so I didn't end up competing but I stayed going anyways with the deficit and finished it out until Christmas and it was around that time that we went away that night for for your birthday and then it was like yeah then I was like went back up to maintenance and like my activity just wasn't the way it was during lockdown when I was reverse dieting the first time and my calories were a lot lower and I just found myself 
being really food occupied and I was like oh my god like why can't I eat more why can't I eat more calories again and they were like because you want to maintain your body weight like you have to eat these are your calories these are your maintenance calories you know and I was like I just felt really stuck and I was like oh my god I actually can't I remember just feeling stuck essentially I was like I don't want to gain body fat but I have to eat these calories so I was like I just felt so stuck because I was hungry and I was like I felt like I was going to be essentially like dieting forever to maintain my body weight and and like your body image and stuff and obviously guys like you know for if you listen to the podcast a good bit like research shows anyways that if you are dieting anyways or if you are in a deficit you are going to have an increased um preoccupation with food and body image and your hunger is going to be really high and like I suppose you were on such low calories that like obviously those thoughts and feelings were way more to the forefront so because you were so hungry you know what I mean and you were thinking like oh I can't go out on like without thinking about the calories or you know what I mean and you're so hungry all the time and you're like all you're thinking about is calories and then that's what makes you so preoccupied with your body image as well and it just it all heightens it gets to a point where it's like sweet Jesus I actually cannot cope with this anymore yeah and you know what it was as well as I remember I remember that I stopped weighing myself after I reached like a real like a, my lowest weight and then it was Christmas and then I was kind of in mansions and stuff and I remember like not weighing myself and I kind of had a fear then I was like I don't really want to know what I weigh and then I remember I stood on scales and it had gone up like three and a half kg or something like that from what I thought I was in my head and what I'd reached from that deficit and I was like oh my god I remember just being like are you joking me like that was nearly the same weight as I was at the end of my gaining phase and I was like but I haven't been eating those calories I was literally just like what is going on I was just felt so lost so stuck um and, would and you it's funny now because like you were attaching your self-worth as well to like the scales like you were attaching like 100%. how you felt as well to the scales like like that that was allowing you that was allowing they were dictating how you felt in yourself and your mood when we know that the scales has nothing got to do with how how we look like it's not a reflection of how you feel or how you look you know but I suppose it can if you allow it it can have that hold over you and it can have the hold over you to a point of like you allow the scales to dictate how you feel and look you know yeah oh a thousand percent and it's funny because like I remember that morning before I weighed myself like I was fine like I was I didn't see noticeable changes in my body really like um <laughs> didn't know what I weighed and then it was the minute I saw the number um that set me off that yeah. was like oh no oh my god you know and that set me off the number again so did you you know what I mean did, was that the point where you like okay I actually need to reach out to someone who can really help me improve yeah. my relationship with food yeah and I think you really helped me with that as well you were like Sophie like you need to actually get help like you don't like you shouldn't be getting like regular coaching like you need someone like you need someone who like is you know <laughs> sorry you need someone who's qualified in this like, area yeah, to help you like, that's like, you so like a registered like dietitian is what you need like that's I remember saying it to you I was like so if you need actually professional help here like I was like and at least yeah. I it was so nice I suppose that like I was kind of coming out the other side of of it my myself so I 
obviously was able to recognize it in you but I didn't want to be the one to be like Sophie you need help because guys at the end of the day like you have to come to this realization yourself like you know what I mean like so many people I'd say were trying to help me like loads of um my friends were saying it to me like on nights out they're like you're so skinny you're underweight you're this or that and like I was just like you don't want to hear it you know what I mean you don't want to hear from anyone else you're like I'm fine fine." and until you kind of come to that realization yourself like you you're nothing will change so I suppose I kind of was waiting for you to say it and then when you're like Kate like you know what I mean like I was like so like you're just not fueling yourself enough for the amount you're doing and then you you were just so confused and lost and I suppose until then you reached out to you had professional help like right reached out to a proper like you know registered nutritionist you got the help you needed and now you're in a place like where you can actually you've such a good relationship with food in the sense that like you can actually do things now like cut weight it needs be and it doesn't you don't have that emotional attachment anymore to food 100 and it was lovely as well because I had so much time before I had any competition so I was like no I had like two main goals for the year I was like I want to improve my relationship with food and I want to compete in boxing and they were my two goals but if you kind of looked at them it was like okay so they were kind of conflicting one another because it was like okay well to compete in a boxing competition like you have to cut weight and that could you know that's obviously going to conflict with improving your relationship with food so thankfully I had the time to focus on improving my relationship with food first which was absolutely crucial so I spent so much time doing that challenging my thoughts um not tracking food at all eating to satiety learning what it feels like to eat to appropriate fullness um and actually feeling like just detaching myself from the scales and calories or whatever and like yeah not being so tied to my food scales as well and how um, my that fitness feel like when you got through the, the all of that so how did that feel like it was scary but then it was just so freeing like it was so freeing not knowing what I was eating and you know what was funny as well I had such a fear that I would go and I would binge and I would eat all these unhealthy foods and I would go way past my I'd go into like a huge calorie surplus and gain loads of body fat like that was my biggest fear that I wouldn't have the self-control but it was so funny how like when you actually fuel yourself and give your body what it needs you don't look for those things you don't have cravings you just eat the foods you want and I found I started eating foods like that I actually enjoyed like actually really good nutritious foods I just enjoyed yeah yeah foods that just made me feel good I remember going on holidays and like uh, that was lovely that was my first time not not um dieting going on holidays um like me and Jamie went away and like Jamie's relationship with food is just like it's oh, amazing yeah. <laughs> need to have him around me like he's just such a good relationship with food yeah so like it was lovely because like, he's always like he's always eating like he loves food he eats so much food so it was nice the way like I didn't have to I didn't feel like I was constantly looking for food and he wasn't or we were both yeah. just enjoying ourselves going for food like. and like, I find yeah like I found that I just had so much food freedom and I was like I was ordering things like yummy things that we were in Greece I was ordering like hummus and salads and then I'd have a cocktail and I'd have fruit and I'd have whatever um a gyro like a gyros or whatever I'd have chocolate or crisps but like it was just all balanced and I was just enjoying myself um and like I didn't eat past the point of fullness I just ate and you didn't feel the need to do that you didn't feel the need to do that I suppose Mm -hmm. what's important for people listening is that like Sophie obviously didn't get to this point guys like 
like overnight like it takes time we all know that like improving your relationship with food takes a lot of time and like I spoke about me and Jenny were saying on our last podcast as well is that it's never fully not that it's never fully healed but like there is moments where you might get self-doubt around it or um if if certain emotions aren't regulated it might pop in again but like thoughts here and there might pop in again but I suppose on the whole like what would you what would your advice be Sophie to anyone who is um like suffering with their relationship with food or body image I think first of all okay getting the appropriate help 100 yeah. percent like although you may be working with someone who like it could be a coach that you've gotten really close with or whatever like and that does happen with coaching that you do form a bond but like sometimes they're just not the right person for what you need okay and that's really important to just be like okay this is what I need and getting the appropriate help like when you find the right person to help you like everything else just becomes so easy like it just becomes so much easier like, that's the hardest thing I think yeah um so luckily I felt like Brian like clicked him straight away and like we we actually got on so well but like we made huge improvements really quickly to be honest because I was so ready yeah so I took on everything he said like I was just at the point where like maybe if it was a year before I probably would have been like ah, I'm not doing that I'm not doing yeah that. yeah I would have half did it you know I wouldn't have really fully put myself immersed myself into it but at that stage I was so done I was like I'm just gonna listen yeah. to everything he says like he's not gonna lead me astray I trust yeah. him and I'm gonna be better off regardless as to where I was and I'm uh, yeah I'm and I think that's it. important like you need to get to that point like I was just saying there earlier it needs to come to a point from you where you're like I'm fed up of this and I'm making a change and I'm gonna do what any person like like you said professional helper like I'm going to do exactly what he's saying because this, I need this, you know what I mean? And I, it does have to get to that point for, for me, that's what I got to as well. I was like, I actually don't give a shit what happens. Like, I don't care if I put on 10 stone, which obviously isn't, doesn't happen, but like, that's what's going through your head. You're like, Oh my God, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Like fear of waking and stuff like that. But I suppose I was like, I actually don't care at this point. I just want my life back. And that's, isn't that the point you do have to get to solve? Yeah. 100 yeah. you have to you have to like have that want to change in yourself and not just because your family are saying oh you need to change or your friends or people saying yeah. you're so unhealthy or, or your coach like it has to come from you because I could have taken everything he said and let it go in one ear and out the next yeah. but like actually applying it and challenging yourself and baby steps as well like it didn't change all at once like those different little things we'd work on each week like the first the start I remember it was literally like okay your goal this week is I want you to sit down like it was just mindful eating it was like I want you to yeah. pick one meal in a day where you sit down set your timer on your phone for 20 minutes and I want you to listen to your hunger gauge your hunger before you eat and I want you to eat slowly chew your food know what it feels like to feel full and that was like that was like that's started. what we worked on for yeah. a couple, yeah. couple yeah. weeks being steps you know yeah, it is. Um, it like little is. habits that just it is it's changing so, your behaviors you know yeah come here we have like five minutes left on the podcast so I just want to quickly get you to talk to people about your boxing yeah. and how that's going and if people follow yeah. if you follow Sophie after this Sophie is really really taking um her boxing career is really taking off which is absolutely unreal <laughs> and do you want to just give people a, a slight little background and kind of where you're going at it uh, 
on that journey to finish up and then just give your Instagram and where people can find you and where they can find you for coaching as well yes okay so yeah so basically I I did Muay Thai for years like with my sister um but I never really took it seriously it was always just a hobby and then I used Muay Thai as like a means of burning calories when I was in that really like rough stage as we spoke about before and then my boxing gym like my Muay Thai gym started to transition into like a boxing club as well so I remember just starting to box and I was like I love this it was so different like I had to unlearn so much of what I knew but like I just fell in love with it I was like I love this and I just love the technique of it like I just I was like okay I can actually see myself like doing this properly and it was really motivating for me because I needed I did I needed to have something separate from the gym and like um like physique goals I needed to detach myself from my physique in that sense and like boxing allowed me to do so like it's been so amazing to just have like performance goals and like working towards like getting stronger faster learning techniques and whatever and it's so like it's amazing like I just love it so much and yeah it's so good for the head as well and just the community like and the friends you make and everything like um so I just yeah basically I've been training like I started boxing like two years ago and then during lockdown I started doing like one-to-one kind of boxing PTs I suppose with um my now boxing coach Shane um Shane is literally like wizard (laughs) he's amazing he literally like he literally wow like put so much time into me and like that I I literally brought me on so much because I was getting one-to-one um sessions um and then like he really instilled like a belief in me that I wouldn't have ever had ever like I was like me in the ring like I was such a perfectionist I'm like what if I forget to do this or what uh, I have to do one two three or whatever I overthink things too much so I just would never put myself in that position but he put such a instilled such a belief in me that like I just like do you know what I'm actually gonna go for this and I just yeah I've been hooked ever since and, and you my first competition first like, last year. yeah my first tournament um that was that was an amazing experience, but it was so daunting. But it's it was great having Jamie as well. It's like like Jamie is my like he was with me for the whole thing. Like he helped me pray for it, like cut weight and like I did you do need to have like a good support system with you, like especially if you're doing something like boxing, even though when you're in the ring, like you're on your own. Like there's no one there, like everyone's outside the ring in your corner, but like no one's actually in the ring with you. <laughs> Someone yeah. else trying to yeah. punch your face. Yeah. <laughs> so it does like I know it does instill if you can like even like lasting like three rounds of somebody else who's trying to hit you and you're like oh my god I didn't run out of the ring like a little girl and I actually stayed there held my ground like that's so empowering to be like I, I actually even if you don't so. win it's like you just you stuck it out you showed your fight down and push through you know and it's it, that's that's just that feeling when you come out and you're like wow that was so hard but like I kept going that's the main yeah. thing really with it. yeah um but my boxing competition yeah um that was an experience but thankfully like it went my way and then yeah so basically I don't have any more really until like September October I'm going yeah. to enter the yeah the Irish championships this year again um and go from there so and but this year dream, I, what's the dream the dream is and I said this is <laughs> the dream is right just yeah to win the Irish champion like I'm at the minute I'm actually novice Irish 
you know it's so funny like I, but I want to be like I'd love to be uh, but like I didn't buy for it because I got to buy essentially like basically for 54 novice <laughs> but like that's not my dream like, my dream is like it's a set but like my dream is I want to yeah win Irish titles and I'd love to yeah I'd love to compete like an Irish team as I would love that is my dream but I think I'd love like to have a goal for pros as well like that's kind of my Thanks. my goal as well but I'd love to have a goal like I would I want to do amateurs for a good while and progress in that and and then turn pro like but I, I have no rush you know I don't have a rush Guys, with that at all you heard it here first she's going to be on <laughs> we always say it and my dad is like you're gonna be there my dad's obsessed with boxing so like anytime Sophie's down in the house it's just like dad and Sophie talk about boxing I'm like, oh, dad inspires me in the kitchen like honest to god like <laughs> hilarious absolutely hilarious <laughs> so it's been lovely having you on and come here we'll de- definitely do a follow-up episode um after this one and do a more so focused on boxing especially maybe for women in boxing or girls who want to get into boxing um and things like that and we can chat more about that on a separate episode um but thanks so much for coming on and do you want to give your instagram just so people can find you there and sign up to your coaching if needs be yes my name is sophie underscore atala underscore coaching so atala a-t-a-l-l-a-h so that's my Unreal. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it below in the in the description. Is that what it's called? I'm so bad. The description. We'll link it below in the description. Yes. You can find Sophie over there. Bye. Thanks so much for coming on, chatting, Sophie. Whatever. Thank you so much for having me. So much. I just can't wait to come on again now. I know. Yeah, okay. so nice. like this is the first time we spoke as well in like six months so it's like oh, actual no so bad yeah. so so bad thanks so much so thank you bye, bye.